Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Business of Design, episode 190, Learning the Hard Way with Courtney Ott. I don't know about Courtney, but I feel like I'm the expert at learning the hard way. Most everything I learned, I think, has been the hard way. But I must say, I'm feeling pretty good today. I just started a brand new project with a client we love on a beautiful lake, and the project just grew and grew and grew while we were there talking about it, which is wonderful. And then we just finished another project for clients I just adore, And I'm so excited to be able to photograph that project. And it occurs to me that maybe for the very first time in my life, I actually feel like I'm really good at doing this work, the hard work of being an interior design professional. In my experience, that's the hardest job I've ever had. I'm not talking about the decorating part. For the most part, I feel pretty good about that. I don't think that I'm the best decorator in the whole world, but I'm pretty confident about my choices. I feel good about them. But I struggled with all the client interactions, everything to do with money and everything to do with running a project from that first consultation meeting to the end. 25 years That is how long it took me to figure out how to get really good at this job. Meaning every single project that starts finishes with a happy client who's thrilled she hired me, right? It's really a great feeling and humbling to realize that today I'm confident when I begin a new project that I'll be able to make that client happy and I'll feel good about the results at the end of it. But still... It took me 25 years learning the hard way. (laughs) And I was lucky, you know, because I was able to afford the best coaching money can buy. And even with that one-on-one assistance, it took more than a decade for me to create the systems I use today to run projects. Systems, by the way, and I can't even tell you how excited I am to announce this, Systems that have been dramatically improved over the last two years and are now available for you, not just to enjoy, but to use, to lean on, to trust in. We're feeling so good because we started a huge initiative a couple years ago to integrate everything I've learned in the last 15 years with everything that's already included in Business of Design membership. And I can't thank you enough for your loving and dedicated support to Business of Design and the work we do and the work we will continue to do. I want to transform the industry one designer at a time. I couldn't have accomplished anything without the support of someone you hear on almost every single episode, Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations. She works tirelessly with such enthusiasm and passion for all of you. And business of design is hers as much as it's mine, as much as it's yours. So thank you, Cheryl. I also want to say thank you to Janine Laudenbach, our programming specialist, who I would never have been able to complete the operations manual without her sage advice and assistance. So yeah, that's coming up. The operations manual is launching October 16th, finally at last, my baby out in the world. 
If you've already taken the BOD 15, Business of Design 15-step project management strategy, I think you will be surprised at how much it's been improved. And if you never have taken it, oh, wow, there's never going to be a better time. You don't have 25 years. So I'm going to ask you directly something I don't do very often. I'm going to ask you to support Business of Design with your membership. We talk to so many interior design professionals who pay $9,000, $10,000, $20,000 for coaching, and they are so disappointed. And they jump on over to Business of Design for $79 a month, and it changes their lives. I want you to have that experience too. So join today and take advantage of the BOD Only Better promotion from October 6th to October 16th, 10 days only. Join at current rates of $79 a month, the best value by far of any coaching, any training, any association you could possibly join, $79 a month. After October 16th, rates increase. The BOD Only Better promotion, October 6th to 16th. Don't miss out. And by the way, existing members, your price stays the same and you will be transitioned into the new site, into the new content seamlessly. As long as you're a member, we are not raising your price. So thank you for your long-term support. You guys mean a lot to us. This transformation is way more than cosmetic. I've been able to teach the content in a much more linear, streamlined fashion There are more handouts, more forms, more samples that you can use in your business. And if that's not enough, members, I have more good news. We are now launching preferred pricing for members for all business of design events like retreats and conferences. There's also preferred pricing on business training or coaching. So thank you so much to those of you who reach out for one-on-one assistance. I love working with you. It's really gratifying and satisfying and we get it done quickly. We do not mess around. Preferred pricing will apply to all products like the Business of Design Operations Manual on October 16th. Plus, members, listen for announcements. We will be launching BOD Live where we put the spotlight on you as well as member-only podcasts. Like I said, if you've been thinking about membership, now is the time. And thank you for letting me do that plug. It's long overdue. Business of design shouldn't be the best kept secret in the industry, right? So thank you, everybody. Let me tell you about our guest today. Designer Courtney Ott got her start at the young age of 22 years. That's young. Now she's eight years older, still very young. And she and I share a philosophy. When something goes wrong on a project, that error or mistake reveals your next opportunity, right? The next opportunity to find a solution, fix the gap, create a better method of working, improve the experience for your clients and your team. In the past eight years, Courtney says she's really proud of herself for overcoming so many of her fears. And we joked about the fact that she heard me say on a podcast, you should read your contract line by line. And she now does that. And she said it's really made a big difference. And she acknowledges that failing is never fun. However, if you choose to learn from the experience, it can really be valuable. Courtney Ott is a wife, mother, and volunteer 
She's also chief of everything at the Modern Hive Interior Design. You can follow her on Instagram at the Modern Hive. Courtney and I are going to talk about learning the hard way, and it's our sincere hope that you won't have to. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Hello, Courtney Ott. How are you today? I'm great, Kimberly. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I was so intrigued by your title of Chief of Everything. Is that everything in Nebraska, everything in your family, everything at work? Explain what that means for everybody listening. (laughs) Yeah, I think when I said that, I meant more so everything at work and or family-related I seem to wear a lot of hats, but I also have a lot of help too. So I definitely do not do it all on my own. I wasn't quite 22 when I launched my business. I was uh, in my late 20s, but I still found that managing clients, managing trades, managing projects was really challenging at that young age. And I feel like there's almost a stigma when you're first meeting clients and you look, you probably looked really young at 22. So how did that impact your initial projects? Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think when I was that young walking onto a project, sometimes I felt like I would get looked at like, can you handle this? You know, do you know what you're doing? And so a lot of times that would make me really nervous. You know, I I knew I had it inside of me to do it, but being able to build that confidence level to display to my clients, yes, I can. Um, I think definitely at a young age, it, it impacted me and my ability um, to do projects initially. So I had to slowly gain that confidence level and just kind of look past that fact that I was young and some of my clients, well, most of my clients were older than me um, and were working with someone so much younger than them that, you know, maybe they were a little bit nervous about it, but I think just showing up and doing it is the best way to gain that experience and prove to them that you can do it. It's so true. I meet a lot of design professionals who hesitate to go into business because they think they need to take another class. I often think just getting your feet wet with actual projects and actual clients will teach you so much more than another class, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think a lot of what I've learned has come directly from the jobs and just trying different things and seeing what works. Well, since you introduced that topic, then tell me a few of the things that you've learned and maybe it would be great to hear what the catalyst was for the learning. Cause I know for me, some of the best learning came when I really blew it on a project, when something really went wrong and I learned something that was made a big impression. Yes. So I guess one of the biggest things that I've learned is just having that clear process outlined about how the project is going to work. 
Um, one of my biggest, I guess you would call it failures or learning experience came from a project where I didn't clearly outline proper expectations of how the project was going to work, how I could be communicated with, and um, overall cost expectations as well. And so I ended up, you know, running rampant, basically, like back and forth, trying to please the client, just didn't feel like I could quite get it right. And I became very, very frustrated. And I think it started to show to the client. Um, and it ultimately ended in a point where we had to terminate the relationship, which was extremely hard to do. But what I learned from that, obviously, was to set up those proper expectations and, okay, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not just going to willy-nilly run to home goods. or I think in Canada, it's like, is it home sense or something like that? Right. Um, and if you're in Australia, it's Target. So, <laughs> they, they use the example okay, of going Target, to Target. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, for this project, I just was running all over town trying to find decor pieces to fill this client's home and didn't really have a structure for the process of this. And it just it did, didn't end up well for me, didn't end up well for her. We were both very frustrated. It's a sad, sad moment on a project, right? When you realize I'm not going to be able to get this project back on track, no matter how hard I try, right? I am not going to be able to get a repeat client out of this, nor a referral client. I'm not even going to be able to get photographs for my website, which is really tragic. I suspect everyone listening can relate. If you started your business at the ripe age of 22, I have no doubt in my mind that you made some mistakes along the way, and some of those mistakes turned out to be pretty painful. What do you, what do you think about that now? How, how do you feel about those moments where you, you kind of blow it? What's your philosophy? Well, at the time, it, it's really painful. Um, it, it really sucks, but I'm honestly not sad by any means or, you know, look back and think, oh, I wish that never happened. I actually feel like every time I have a failure experience, I grow from it. So I'm always grateful for those experiences to help me learn something new, to help evaluate, you know, what was it that I did wrong here? How can I make this better for next time so I don't run into these frustrating situations? I think sometimes people get really overwhelmed when they need to make a lot of changes to their business and they'll say to us, I don't know where to start. And I'll say, what was the last mistake you made? Tell me about the last mistake because whatever that was, there's an opportunity for you to fix something that's not working, right? So can you think Mm -hmm. of a couple of mistakes? Like, you know, we've done them all. Like we once created a custom desk um, that was very expensive. And when we delivered it to the client's house, it didn't fit in the room. So, you know, that was well over $10,000 mistake. I learned a lot from that mistake. Um, can you think of a mistake that you've made, a specific one? Um, I guess one of my most recent ones would be a tile installation that didn't quite go right. Um, the contractor had his installer texting me a photo and it was, it was a dry lay, um, for approval. However, it wasn't a dry light in the actual space. It was like on top of a countertop um, just because it was a small little powder bathroom. And so doing this through text didn't work because I didn't understand what he was asking me. This tile was a little bit tricky where the angle, you know, if it wasn't situated quite right, it looked kind of like it was going on a diagonal um, because it was like a hexagon mosaic. And so 
first of all, A, I was on maternity leave when he was texting me. So maybe that's part of the mistake too, is don't, you know, work when you're supposed to be on maternity leave. Right. Yeah. Just looking at this photo, like, yep, that looks great. But, you know, he and I never had that dialogue back and forth of here's what it is. And so when I said looks great, he went to go lay it down. And then lo and behold, like a week later, I get an email from the client saying, hey, is it just me or does it look like I'm going to be running into a wall every time I'm looking down at this tile because it looks crooked? Um, So I think the lesson there is to always verify in person and never just assume. Yeah. So many good lessons there. Yeah. And we've all done something similar. You're definitely not alone. But one thing I would say is I would never accept a text approval method from a trade. And I have to have the opportunity to go onto the job site as much as I need to in order to verify things like that. And then the other thing I would say is we don't want our clients to see something like that before we do. So that's another thing I've learned. Don't let the client tell you it's crooked. You tell the client it's crooked. And then of course, it's expensive, right? To fix a mistake like that. And I always remind my team, integrity is very expensive. That's why a lot of people don't have it. But we do. Yeah. So yeah. Tile and I bought new tile for the client. Right. Oh, she's and she's saying this. You guys have to see her. She's saying this with a big smile on her face because I think you're just so mature. You're looking at like how can I improve my business? I'm not going to point a finger and blame anyone else. This is my bad, right? Well, yeah. And at the end of the day, I want the client to be happy. I want a beautiful project for them. So it's the right thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. I sometimes find people listening to the podcast are so relieved to hear other people talk about their mistakes. We had a situation was only last year. It seems so long ago because of COVID in 2020 and the intense news cycle that we're all in. But it was only a year ago where we'd gone back and forth about a countertop and integrated sink all made out of stone. And it was the same kind of thing as you described, only it was an email and I didn't read it carefully enough. And for whatever reason, the fabricator completely changed the size of the sink. I just didn't notice because the drying looked pretty close. But instead of being a nice double wide sink, it became a single sink. And so when we saw it installed, we're like, oh my gosh, what happened? Turned out what happened is I didn't look at the email carefully enough. And that was another like over $10,000 mistake. Really painful, right? But I will never do that again. Yeah, right. Um, you know, funny you mentioned that with sinks. Uh, so similarly, this wasn't quite as intensive as yours was, but um, I had been working with, it was kind of like a secondary, I don't know, a design team that I was working with through a contractor. Um, they have a team of cabinet designers and so they basically took my design, transferred it over to their cabinet, you know, options that they had available. And so there was a disconnect there with the increments of the cabinet size that they had versus what I had. And so the sink size ended up being different than what we had anticipated um, because their cabinet size increased. And mine was smaller because I was trying to maintain a certain distance between a fridge. Um, and so the client, you know, eventually, they realized like, hey, shouldn't this have been a little I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, looking back at it probably should have been, but there's just a disconnect between the, my design versus their design. So I think sitting down and reviewing stuff like that is super important, especially when you've got multiple parties involved. It gets so tricky though, right? When you're not the person who ultimately is the lead on the project, 
You can expect situations like that, right? Every single time, guaranteed. And when I make a mistake like that, my self-esteem just takes such a hit. Oh, yeah. I think we're we're notorious for just beating ourselves up when things like that happen. But, you know, we have to have grace too as well. You can't just beat yourself up all the time. It's so true. Here I am at 25 years plus in my career. I feel like I've made every single mistake. And yet last year I found a new one. I found a new way to, to, to do something stupid. From For most people listening, I hope it won't take you 25 years to plug all the holes in your systems. That's how long it's taken me. But hopefully you're all... Uh, you know, using your business of design membership and you plugging all those holes because they really shouldn't happen. And in fact, the mistake that I made last year shouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened if I'd followed my own rules. I just broke my own rules. And, you know, whenever you do that, the consequence is going to be really painful. Courtney, we love to end every episode with design intervention. What speaks to you today? Okay. So what I had put down was that, um, and this kind of relates to exactly what we've been talking about, but whenever you're dealing with a challenging client situation, um, you need to take the emotion out of it because it's not about you. It's about business. Um, a lot of times, you know, in my earlier days in business, it was hard to not let, um, when I ran into a tricky situation, And so what I have found is that it is okay to feel the emotions initially, um, quickly get them out, find a trusted person, you know, someone in your office or a spouse, maybe not a spouse, I don't know, um, (laughs) that you can quickly vent to, just talk through, get it out and then move on and then take some time to write down a thoughtful response or how you're going to address the situation with the client. Um, I have found that that works great for me. Absolutely. I I think of the acronym Q-TIP, quit taking it personally. Just listen and be open to what you're hearing and to, to not respond too quickly. I think that's a good that's a good recommendation too, because sometimes I'll read an email and I'm like, what? That's crazy. I'm going to get right up in her face. And then, and then I wait, uh, you know, an, a day and I'm like, that is not what she meant at all. This is, could not be more neutral. Why would I make such a thing out of this? This is nothing, right? Oh yeah. I don't know why we do it, but we do. And you know, same thing sometimes when clients ask questions about what's in my contract, I'm like, oh, how dare that, you know, but they're just asking a question. They're about to spend a lot of money with you. And so they're allowed to do that. They are allowed to do it. Yes. They, and you would ask the question if you were the client, right? That's what I remind myself. This is, if you're, and the other thing is my, if my clients have to ask me a question after I read my contract, then I need to change my contract because the contract should answer the questions. I love at the end of reading my contract, I say, do you have any questions? They go, oh my God, no, that was amazing. I'm, this is so exciting. I'm like, great. Finally, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I started reading my contract because of you and what you said. And I'm glad I did it because then she knew what to expect. And now how do you feel? Have you done it a few times now? Oh yeah. This was probably three years ago uh, that I started doing this. So now it just comes pretty easily. And do you feel like, for me, what happened is I started... I started embodying the person who was in the contract where before I felt like this contract is super corporate and it's not me, but reading it a few times, suddenly I'm like, wait a minute, it is me. This is really the business I run and this is the experience I'm going to provide. And it like did a lot for me in terms of my confidence to read that contract. Yes, absolutely. I agree. I think that when clients see you do that, they respect you and they respect the process and, you know, they they know like okay, this is how it's going to work. 
Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much, Courtney Ott. Everybody stay well. Until next time. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today 